Welcome to all, my fine feathered football fanatics, Oliver Beekman here, ready to kick off another episode of The Monday Post. jam-packed episode for you. We'll delve into some captivating events from the football world, including a buzzworthy incident at the Emirates Stadium and the latest from Gabon. Transitioning to the Premier League, we'll touch upon thrilling matches such as Tottenham versus Liverpool and many more. For the tacticians among you, our shootout showdown segment awaits. We'll conclude with a glimpse into the vibrant world of La Liga. Let's get started. We're diving straight into this week's headlines, and we begin with a serious and deeply concerning revelation from the football world. In Gabon, a dark cloud looms over the beautiful game. A malicious group has been targeting young footballers, a revelation that has sent shockwaves throughout the football community. BBC Africa Eye has shed light on the depth and severity of the abuse. Speaking to over 30 witnesses, FIFA has taken swift action, suspending several individuals and launching investigations. This incident serves as a stark reminder of the importance of vigilance and the need to ensure the safety and well-being of young players in the football world. From Gabon, we move to the Emirates Stadium, where Roy Keane, the Sky Sports pundit and former Manchester United captain, was allegedly headbutted by a fan. The specifics of the altercation remain under wraps, but given Keane's prominence in the football world, the case has attracted significant attention. As legal proceedings continue, fans and the broader football community are keenly awaiting more details and subsequent developments related to the case. Up north, Rangers FC is in the spotlight. The club is on the hunt for a new manager after the unexpected departure of Michael Beale. The decision has sparked widespread speculation about potential successes with several high-profile names rumoured to be in the mix. The managerial position at Ibrox is one of the most sought-after in football, and fans are eagerly awaiting the club's next move. In a sombre note, a 31-year-old man, Dale Houghton, has been charged after displaying an image of Bradley Lowry during a match. For those unfamiliar, Bradley Lowry was a six-year-old Sunderland fan who tragically passed away due to cancer in 2017. His brave battle captured the hearts of millions, and he became a symbol of hope and resilience in the football community. The incident serves as a reminder of the importance of respecting and honouring the memories of those who have left us. That concludes our headlines for this week. As we reflect on these stories, let's remember the power of football to unite, inspire, and also to advocate for change and safety. Feathered friends and football fanatics, gather round. It's time to dive deep into the heart of the Premier League, 
the drama, the passion, the unexpected twists and turns, we've got it all covered. So fluff up those feathers and let's kick things off. All right, before we dive into the current state of the Premier League, let's take a quick flight back in time to see where our team stood last week. A little trip down memory lane, if you will. Leading the pack, we had the Sky Blue Warriors, Manchester City, sitting pretty at the top with a whopping 18 points. Following closely were the Reds of Liverpool with 16 points and Brighton and Hove Albion, surprising many with their 15 points. Tottenham Hotspur and Arsenal were neck and neck, both with 14 points, but Spurs having the edge in goal difference. Meanwhile, at the bottom, we had Burnley, Luton Town and Sheffield United all struggling to find their footing. It's a tough league and every point counts. Key results from last week included a dominant display by Newcastle United, who put eight past Sheffield United. Liverpool continued their impressive form with a 3-1 victory over West Ham United, while Chelsea suffered a narrow defeat at the hands of Aston Villa. And who could forget the North London derby where Arsenal and Tottenham Hotspur shared the spoils with a 2-2 draw. But that was then. And this is now. Let's see how this week's action has shaken things up. Let's delve into the heart of this week's action with our key matches. Hold on to your scarves and jerseys. It's time to zoom into the matches that had us all on the edge of our seats. In a thrilling encounter that had fans glued to their screens, Tottenham Hotspur clashed with Liverpool, a match that was more than just a game. It was a battle for pride, supremacy and a coveted spot in the league standings. The stadium was buzzing with anticipation, the air charged with excitement, and the fans, oh, the fans were in full voice, eagerly awaiting the kickoff. The pre-match atmosphere was electric, with discussions and speculations about the strategies both teams would adopt and the players who would shine. The spotlight was on standout players like Hung Min Son for Tottenham and Luis Diaz for Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool's manager was vocal about his thoughts, expressing dissatisfaction with certain calls, adding a layer of tension to the already charged atmosphere. As the whistle blew, Liverpool started aggressively, forcing Tottenham's goalkeeper, Guglielmo Vicario, into a superb double save from Cody Gakpo and Andy Robertson. However, the dynamics of the game took a turn when Liverpool's Curtis Jones received a red card after a challenge on Yves Bissouma around the 26th minute, a decision that sparked debates among fans and pundits. The match was a roller coaster of emotions, with Liverpool having a goal incorrectly ruled out for offside and Tottenham taking the lead with a goal from Hyung Min Son. Liverpool struck back with an equaliser from Cody Gakpo, but the drama didn't end there. Liverpool's Diogo Jota also received a red card, reducing Liverpool to nine players. The climax came in the 96th minute when Joel Matip inadvertently diverted Pedro Porro's cross into his own net, giving Tottenham a 2-1 to victory. Post-match, 
Jurgen Klopp was not shy in expressing his dissatisfaction with the decisions made during the match, particularly the red cards and the disallowed goal. The stadium was a mix of elation and despair, with Tottenham fans celebrating the dramatic win and Liverpool supporters left in shock. Pundits like Gary Neville weighed in on the controversial VAR decisions, questioning the technology's accuracy and the angles used in decision-making. In a week where the unexpected became the norm, Tottenham's dramatic win over Liverpool was a testament to the unpredictability of the beautiful game. As the dust settles at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, we can't help but wonder what other surprises the Premier League has in store for us. Speaking of surprises, let's head over to the Molyneux Stadium, where another David versus Goliath story unfolded. Wolverhampton Wanderers of the Underdogs took on the mighty Manchester City. And trust me, this was no ordinary match. Ah, the Molyneux Stadium, a place where dreams are made and shattered, and on this particular day, it was Manchester City's unbeaten dream that was on the line. Wolverhampton Wanderers, the hosts, weren't just there to make up the numbers. They had a plan, and boy, did they execute it. The match kicked off with both teams showing their intentions clear as day. Wolves, surprisingly, weren't content sitting back. They took the game to City, creating a few ripples in the City defence. But Manchester City, being the champions they are, responded with their signature style, dominating possession. However, the Wolves' defence stood tall, almost like a fortress that City found hard to penetrate. As the minutes ticked by, Wolves struck gold with a counter-attack that would have made any team proud. The City's ends, however, weren't going down without a fight. They upped the ante, testing the Wolves' resolve and their goalkeeper, who seemed to have an answer for everything thrown at him. When the final whistle blew, the Molyneux erupted in joy. The underdogs had done it. They'd halted the city juggernaut. Pep Guardiola, ever the gentleman, acknowledged Wolves' strategy in his post-match interview, while the Wolves' gaffer couldn't help but beam with pride at his team's discipline and execution. The Molyneux was a cauldron of emotions as the final whistle blew. The Wolves had done the unthinkable halting the city juggernaut in its tracks. But as we bid farewell to this thrilling encounter, another iconic stadium beckons, promising yet another roller coaster of emotions. Enter the theatre of dreams, Old Trafford, where the Red Devils of Manchester United were set to lock horns with the soaring eagles of Crystal Palace. With both teams having a point to prove, the stage was set for a clash of titans. Let's dive right in. Old Trafford was buzzing with anticipation as Manchester United, the Red Devils, locked horns with Crystal Palace, the Eagles. Both teams had something to prove. With United eager to bounce back from recent setbacks and Palace looking to soar after their midweek Carabao Cup defeat at the same venue. The match kicked off with United in the driver's seat, dominating possession and looking to make an early statement. 
Casemiro, perhaps a tad too eager, found himself in the referee's book for a rash challenge on Palace's Jordan A. Year. Rasmus Hoyland, the young striker with stars in his eyes, almost broke the deadlock for United, but his effort was heroically cleared off the line. But football, my feathered friends, is a game of moments, and it was Crystal Palace who seized theirs. A lapse in United's defence during a set-piece allowed Joachim Anderson to thunder one into the net, sending the travelling Palace fans into raptures. United, not to be outdone, pressed on with Rashford, Delot and Casemiro, all coming close. The introduction of young Alejandro Garnacho added some much-needed flair to United's attack, but the Palace defence stood firm. As the final whistle blew, the mood at Old Trafford was sombre. Eric Ten Hag, United's gaffer, acknowledged the team's inconsistency and emphasised the need for a turnaround. On the flip side, Roy Hodgson, Palace's wise old owl, couldn't hide his glee, praising his team's resilience and tactical discipline. And that wraps up our key match highlights, but the Premier League had more in store. Let's see what the other teams were up to. First up, we had Aston Villa hosting Brighton and Hove Albion at Villa Park. Now, I've seen pigeons fly faster than some of the Brighton defenders that day. Villa's Ollie Watkins was in scintillating form, netting a hat-trick and leaving Brighton's defence chasing shadows. The Seagulls might have been flying high before this match, but they were left grounded by a rampant Villa side. And, speaking of the atmosphere, Villa Park was absolutely electric. Although I did hear a rumour about a photograph showcasing the atmosphere. But I was too busy munching on some leftover chips in the stands to notice. Next, we fluttered over to the Vitality Stadium, where Arsenal took on Bournemouth. Now, I've got to say, the Gunners were firing on all cylinders. With goals from Saka, Odegaard, Havertz and White, Arsenal made a strong statement. Bournemouth, on the other hand, looked more like the cherries were picked right off their tree. And did you see Havertz's celebration after his first goal for the club? I haven't seen moves like that since I tried dancing at the Pigeons' annual wing-flap gala. And then, in a twist that no one saw coming, Luton Town swooped in to snatch a victory at Goodison Park against Everton. I mean, who would have thought? Luton's first ever Premier League win. I bet the Toffees didn't see that coming. It's always the quiet ones, isn't it? Luton's gaffer, Rob Edwards, seemed to have expected the win. Talk about confidence. And while Goodison Park is known for its roaring crowd, I bet there were a few stunned silences that day. Moving on, we had the Magpies of Newcastle United continuing their sky-high form, swooping down on Burnley with a 2-0 victory at the St. James's Park. Miguel Almuron with a shot that was more rocket than football, and Alexander Isak from the spot ensured the Toon Army marched on. And speaking of marching, Burnley's march for a win continues to be, well, a bit of a wander in the wilderness. But hey... Every cloud has a silver lining, or so they say in Burnley. I just hope their silver lining isn't a relegation cloud. 
Over at the London Stadium, West Ham United hammered down on Sheffield United with a 2-0 win. Jared Bowen and Tomasz Sauchek found the net, making sure the hammers kept banging on the European doors. Sheffield, on the other hand, might be wondering if they accidentally brought butterfingers instead of football boots. Their search for a Premier League win is starting to look like my search for lost breadcrumbs in the park. Long and not very fruitful. And then, in a clash that had more drama than a pigeon soap opera, Nottingham Forest and Brentford played out a one-to-one -one draw. Forest, down to ten men, showed the kind of spirit that makes you wonder if they had an extra wing on the field. Brentford took the lead, but Forrest's Nicolas Dominguez ensured the points were shared. It's always a hoot when the underbirds, I mean underdogs, fight back. In conclusion, this week in the Premier League was as unpredictable as trying to predict where the next breadcrumb will land. Teams soared, teams stumbled, but in the end, the beautiful game fluttered on. Let's dive into the current standings and see who's flying high and who's, well, let's just say, having a bit of a molt. Manchester City still reign supreme at the top, but their lead has been cut short with a loss, leaving them at 18 points. Hot on their tail are Tottenham Hotspur and Arsenal, both with 17 points, but Spurs taking the second spot on goal difference. Liverpool have slipped a bit, but are still in the mix at fourth place with 16 points. And let's give a round of applause for Aston Villa, who've climbed up to fifth with a resounding victory. On the flip side, things are looking a bit grim for Burnley, Sheffield United and AFC Bournemouth, who are all battling it out at the bottom. But as we always say in the world of football, it ain't over till the final whistle. Key shifts to note. Tottenham Hotspur and Arsenal have leapfrogged Liverpool after their respective results. Aston Villa made a significant jump thanks to their goal fest, while Manchester United find themselves in a bit of a pickle at the 10th spot. And there you have it. The Premier League never fails to surprise, and this week was no exception. But remember, in football, fortunes can change in the blink of an eye or, in my case, the flap of a wing. All right, on to Shootout Showdown. I've got three questions lined up for you, each trickier than the last, so let's see who's got the brains to match their football brawn. Question one, to get the ball rolling. Which club is nicknamed the Old Lady? Stepping it up a notch, question two. Which footballer has played in the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A and League One? And for the grand finale, question three. This one's for the football historians out there. Which football club, originally known as Newton Heath Lee Wyar Football Club, Time for the big reveals. The old lady is none other than Juventus, the Italian giants. For question two, the footballer who's graced the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A and League One is the Swedish maestro Zlatan Ibrahimovic. 
and lastly, the club originally known as Newton Heath Lee Wyar Football Club is Manchester United. Bet that was a curveball for some of you. So how'd you fare? If you nailed all three, you're a football genius in the making. And if you missed a few, no worries. Stick with me and you'll be top of the league in no time. Now, let's go to La Liga. Before we dive into the current state of affairs, let's take a quick flight back in time and see where our team stood last week. At the top of the perch was Girona, the surprise leaders with a whopping 19 points from seven matches. They were closely followed by Real Madrid with 18 points. Barcelona was in third, having gathered 15 points. Atletico Madrid and Real Sociedad rounded off the top five, both with 12 points, but Atletico having played two games less. At the bottom, Las Palmas and Almeria were struggling with just two points each. It was a week of intense football with teams jostling for positions and some unexpected results shaking up the table. Now that we've set the stage, let's delve into the heart of this week's action with our key matches. Fasten your seatbelts and grab your popcorn. We're diving deep into the La Liga drama. The Montelevi Stadium was buzzing with anticipation as Girona, the surprise package of the season, squared off against the mighty Real Madrid. With Girona leading the league and Real Madrid hot on their heels, this was not just another match. It was a battle for supremacy. The atmosphere was electric, with fans from both sides belting out their anthems and waving their flags with pride. The talk of the town was none other than Jude Bellingham, Real Madrid's midfield maestro who has been lighting up the league with his scintillating performances. On the other side, Girona, having only dropped points in their opening match, were the Cinderella story of the season. Their impressive run had everyone wondering, could they pull off an upset against the Galacticos? As the whistle blew, the game kicked off with Real Madrid showcasing a blend of steel and class. The Marengs looked threatening right from the get-go, with Bellingham pulling the strings in the midfield. The initial moments were a testament to the high stakes, with both teams vying for dominance. But as the match progressed, Real Madrid's class shone through. They overpowered Girona with a convincing 3-0 victory, stamping their authority on the title race. However, the match wasn't without its drama. In the dying moments, Nacho saw red for a dangerous challenge on Girona's Porto, leaving Madridistas biting their nails about their defensive options in the upcoming fixtures. Post-match, the Montelevi was a mix of emotions. While Real Madrid celebrated their crucial win, Girona's fans applauded their team's valiant effort. The coaches, too, had their say. Real's gaffer praised his team's spirit, while Girona's coach remained optimistic about their fairy tale run. In conclusion, this clash was more than just three points. It was a statement from Real Madrid. They've signaled their intent, and the La Liga title race is heating up. But wait, there's more. From a top-of-the-table clash, we now move to a classic La Liga fixture. Barcelona and Sevilla went head-to-head, -head, and boy, was it a match to remember. At the Estadio Olympic, Luis Companies was buzzing with anticipation as Barcelona and Sevilla prepared to lock horns.
the roars of the crowd, the chants, the sheer energy, it was palpable. And why wouldn't it be? This wasn't just any match, it was a dance of tactics, a test of metal and a battle for supremacy in La Liga. The talk of the town was none other than Barcelona's shining star, Lamine Yamal. Remember the young lad who once walked out as a mascot with Sergio Ramos for an El Clasico? Fast forward, and he's now on the pitch, ready to face off against the very legend. The early exchanges were intense. Joao Felix, with his flair and finesse, almost broke the deadlock with a thunderous shot that kissed the crossbar. The crowd gasped, the players looked on, and the game was on. Sevilla, with their fortress-like defence, were proving to be a tough nut to crack. But Barcelona, with their tiki-taka and relentless pressure, kept knocking on the door, and then, in the 76th minute, the breakthrough. Yamal, with a cross as precise as a Swiss watch, found an unlikely scorer, Sergio Ramos. The Sevilla legend, in a twist of fate, turned the ball into his own net. The stadium erupted. It was ecstasy for one side and agony for the other. As the final whistle blew, the focus was on the young prodigy, Yamal, and the veteran, Ramos. From being a mascot to causing an own goal, Yamal's journey had come full circle. And Ramos... Well, football can be a cruel game sometimes. The post-match saw coaches and players sharing their thoughts. While Barcelona celebrated, Sevilla rued the missed opportunities. The fans, they were on a roller coaster of emotions, from the highs of the goal to the lows of the final result. But hey, that's football for you. A game of moments, a game of emotions. And speaking of moments, up next we have another cracker of a match, the Basque Derby, a fixture that's more than just a game. It's a clash of pride, tradition and footballing prowess. Real Sociedad and Athletic Club, two giants from the Basque region, locked horns in what promised to be a thrilling encounter. With both teams in scintillating form, this match was not just about bragging rights, it was about making a statement in La Liga, the Basque Derby is always one of the red-letter days in the La Liga calendar. With both teams in impressive form, the anticipation was palpable. Athletic Club, unbeaten since the opening weekend, were coming off a 2-2 two -two draw with Getafe. Real Sociedad, on the other hand, had been on a winning streak, defeating Getafe 4-3 in a thriller and securing a victory against Valencia. The talk of the town was Takefusa Kubo, Real Sociedad's sensation, who had been rested in their previous game and was set to return. The fans were also buzzing about Athletics' Iñaki Williams, who had been on target in their last match. The stage was set, and the Reale Arena was buzzing with energy. As the match kicked off, both teams looked eager to stamp their authority. The initial moments were filled with probing passes, tight marking, and a few half-chances. The crowd was on the edge of their seats, waiting for that first significant moment or goal to set the tone. And boy, did it deliver! Robin Lenormand broke the deadlock in the 30th minute, sending the home fans into raptures. 
the momentum continued with Takafusa Kubo doubling the lead in the 48th minute. By the time Mikkel Oyarzabal added the third in the 66th minute, the Reale Arena was in full voice, celebrating a dominant performance. The aftermath of the match saw Real Sociedad basking in the glory of a dominant win in the Basque derby. The mood in the Reale Arena was electric, with the home fans celebrating the victory. On the other hand, Athletic Club would be reflecting on their performance and looking to bounce back in their next fixture, and that wraps up our key match highlights. But hang tight, we're moving on to the other games in La Liga that weren't our key matches. Diving straight in, we have Atletico de Madrid versus Cadiz. Picture this. Atletico, two goals down, looking like they'd forgotten how to play. But, in a twist worthy of a telenovela, they staged a comeback that had me dropping my birdseed in shock. Morata, Griezmann and Juan Felix turned the tide with their goals, sealing a 3-2 victory. Cadiz's Bongonda and Sobrino did their part, but Atletico's resilience stole the show. Moving swiftly along, Almeria took on Granada. If you ever wanted to see a footballing masterclass, this was it. Almeria's Luis Suarez, no, not that one, was in scintillating form, bagging a hat-trick in the first half. But Granada, with the spirit of a bird that won't be caged, clawed their way back to level the score at 3-3. Three to three. Special shout-out to Gonzalo Villar for that last-minute free kick. Drama, drama, drama. Then... Rayo Vallecano locked talons with Mallorca. Goals from Alvaro Garcia and the ageless Falcao lit up the match for Rayo. But Mallorca, ever the fighters, ensured they shared the spoils with a 2-2 two -to -two draw, a balanced affair that had me on the edge of my perch. Switching gears, we head over to Real Betis, taking on Valencia at the ever-vibrant Villa Marine. Betis, in a display that would make any peacock jealous, strutted their stuff with a 3-0 win. Goals from Diao, Mark Roca and the dazzling Abde ensured the home fans had plenty to coo about. Valencia, on the other hand, looked more like headless chickens than the mighty bats they claimed to be. Next up, Alaves versus Osasuna. Osasuna swooped into Alave's nest and left with all the worms, securing a 2-0 victory. Osasuna are on the hunt this season, while Alaves might want to consider some scarecrows for defence. And finally, Getafe and Villarreal locked beaks at the Coliseum Alfonso Perez. A goalless draw, but not without its share of drama. Cards flashed more frequently than a pigeon dodging traffic, with both teams ruffling each other's feathers but failing to find the net. And now, let's fast forward to the present and see how these thrilling encounters have shaken up the La Liga table. Real Madrid have soared to the top with 21 points, overtaking Girona, who now sit in third, with 19 points. Barcelona have climbed to second place, just a point behind the leaders. Atletico de Madrid, despite having a game in hand, are in fourth with 16 points. Real Sociedad have maintained their fifth position with 15 points. The most notable shift has been Girona's drop from the top spot after their loss to Real Madrid.
Barcelona have capitalized on this, moving up to second. Atletico de Madrid also have a game in hand, which could see them climb further up the table. At the bottom, Almeria remain rooted with just three points, while Granada, Las Palmas and Celta Vigo are all hovering above the relegation zone with five points each. That wraps up our La Liga for today. The league is heating up, and as we approach the middle of the season, every point becomes crucial. Teams will be looking to solidify their positions, while others will be fighting to climb out of the danger zone. All right, football aficionados, it's that time again. A shadow lurks in the football world, and I'm here to help you unveil it. Ready to play Who's That Player? Let's dive in. Born in the vibrant city of Guarulhos, Brazil, this player isn't just a football maestro. He's also got Italian blood running through his veins. That's right, he's got dual Brazilian-Italian citizenship. On the pitch, he's a force to be reckoned with, known for his agility, pace and impeccable shots. He's a forward that keeps goalkeepers on their toes. Before lighting up the English pitches, he made a name for himself in a lesser-known league in Brazil. And while he's young, he's already tasted gold on an international stage, but not in the World Cup. Feeling confident? Or is that feathered brain of yours a bit scrambled? Hold on to your guesses and let's see if you've got it right. And the big reveal, drum roll please. Our mystery maestro for today is none other than the sensational Gabriel Martinelli of Arsenal. Did you guess it right? Give yourself a pat on the back or wing. Gabriel Martinelli, a name that's been echoing in the football corridors. Starting his journey in Brazil, he's now a key player for Arsenal, having made significant strides since his debut. Not just content with club football, he's also made his mark internationally, representing Brazil in the Olympics and the FIFA World Cup. With his rapid dribbling and knack for finding the net, he's certainly one to watch. And hey, with his Italian descent, maybe we'll see him whipping up some pasta off the pitch too. And that wraps up today's episode, folks. From the bustling stadiums of the Premier League to the sizzling talents like Gabriel Martinelli, we've taken you on a whirlwind tour of the football world. Remember, the beautiful game is not just about goals and glory, it's about the stories, the passion and the fans that make it all worthwhile. I'm Oliver Beekman signing off. Keep those feathers fluffed and stay tuned for more football frenzy next time. Until then, fly high and stay safe.